Hi, my name is Ed Palmer from 212 Radio. Welcome to Internal Communications in the Raw, the podcast from the Institute of Internal Communications. The job of this podcast is to talk internal comms without ever shying away from difficult questions and what might be tough answers. On this episode, we have Nicola McLaughlin, who is the new internal comms and engagement manager for Europe and Africa, Toyota Financial Services. What makes this such an insightful and important podcast to listen to is that in her new role, Nicola is building an internal communications and employee engagement function from scratch. And of course, during a pandemic, which means that she is finding solutions to all the pain points that as an industry we've experienced this year. With that said, over to Jen and Dom. Hello everybody, I'm Jennifer Sproul, the Chief Executive of the Institute of Internal Communication and I'm delighted to introduce my co-host, Dom. Hello, I'm Dominic Walters. Um, I'm a consultant specialising in leadership communication and also uh, working with Jen as a governance advisor for the Institute. We're delighted today to be joined by Nicola McLaughlin. Nicola, do you want to give yourself a brief introduction? Hi everybody, Um, so I'm currently working as the Internal Communications and Engagement Manager for Toyota Financial Services, um, specifically for the European and Africa region. So Nicola, just to give our our listeners some context, tell us a little bit about your role and actually what your remit is in establishing this new IC function. So my job spec is quite broad. The top priorities on there really for me are I need to create and implement internal communication and engagement strategies and then implement them across the region but we're in something like 22 countries so you've got all of those differences to take into consideration language culture etc there's employer branding so that we can attract people to the business there is diversity and inclusion there's a specific strand in terms of women influencing and impacting Toyota I'll be championing that Actually, last but not least, there is something called The Hub, which is a a new communication and engagement platform. It's it's based on SharePoint and Yammer, which I'm sure there are lots of other comms people having the same fun as I am at the moment, getting that set up, getting that launched and off the ground. That's enough to be getting on with for now. You certainly won't be bored. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even notice lockdown. You're doing something which I guess not everyone listening to this podcast will have done. Many would have thought about it. And that's establishing an internal communication function from scratch. So, so far, what are the key challenges you're finding uh, in developing that uh, internal communication role? The main or the initial challenge, let's say, is uh, stakeholders. And they've all got great intentions. But, of course, they've got differing ideas as to what internal communications actually is what it should be delivering and what are the priorities. So you've got some people that might want you to focus on a channel, whereas you're actually trying to focus on getting a strategy into place. Um, A lack of resource. One minute you're a graphic designer and somebody's asking you if you you heard about Canva and you could just whip up some little graphics. Or are you in IT because suddenly you're working on bug lists for a new platform, for example. So I think resource or sometimes lack of can be an issue, um, especially if you're setting up a function, you're not joining something that already exists. So, And also, not that I found it in my current role with Toyota, but previously um, there might be some resistance from senior leaders who perhaps don't want, you know, maybe comms isn't their strongest point and having somebody coming in and looking at it specifically uh, makes them a little bit nervous because they've managed to get away with it for a, a while and now their time's probably up. 
But actually, the last thing I would say as a key challenge is, is being able to say no. If you're new to an organisation, you want to show willing, you, you know, you don't want to say no when you start somewhere new. The chances are you'll have lots of people that will be very pleased to see you and, and thinking that they can hand over what they deem internal communications activities. And as a new person and someone trying to define the role, sometimes it's quite difficult to say no. You're trying to be all things to all people and that's just not going to get you anywhere. So obviously based on your experiences and what you're doing now, what three things would you advise someone taking on a similar role to you to do in their first 100 days? I mean, you talked a lot about their stakeholders and actually really defining what it is that internal communicators are there to do. Is that something that you would advise someone to do in their first 100 days? Yeah, absolutely. I think saying no and stakeholders not really being clear on what internal comms is and, and what the priorities are, those can be resolved by having a definition agreed definition as well and what good looks like the first thing I would do and it's what I'm currently doing actually at Toyota is a comms review rather than calling it an audit so it's slightly less imposing I think you can't figure out where you're going unless you know where you are today and certainly as somebody that's new to the organization that review gives me the chance to get the full picture meet the stakeholders build relationships with different teams obviously at this time it's it's all on teams and zoom because we're remote but a comms audit i would definitely say so you can think about channels translations content all of those things and then really looking at what the data the business has got so i'm lucky we're just actually on wednesday this week launching our um, employee engagement survey so march i'll have another batch of results to look at and review if that's not the case for you i'd be looking at grabbing any previous results or even seeing if you can get any small surveys set up and even other things like turnover or exit interviews is comms ever mentioned as a reason why people have got fed up and are leaving all of those things I think definitely are valuable and add to paint the picture for you the other thing that I'm doing here and I've done before is again if you're joining an organization and you're the only person with the official title of internal comms the chances are there'll be people dotted around the organisation who are doing internal comms, just maybe not officially recognised as such. I think you really need to find who those people are and form your own informal team or network. Try and get some data, do an audit and create an informal team. Let me pick up on some of that, Nicola, because I guess as you're the first person in this role, someone has signed off budget for you and the work that you're doing and at some point they're going to be asking for a return on that so uh, what do you think are the best ways that you can demonstrate return on investment for internal communication uh the question that all internal communicators <laughs> dread um i think some of that links to what we've just talked about in terms of the review again get some qualitative and quantitative data it's not just stats it's you need some color around that so focus groups and conversations to find out the whys you should be doing that periodically anyway, so you can see if and how the needle has moved. One thing, actually, Rachel Miller said, just throw in a question about what three words would you use to describe internal comms as part of your review. Even just something as simple as that, ask them again in six months and see how your batch of words has moved. But also behaviours, health and safety, for example, if you were doing a campaign and, you know, the numbers reduced of slip trips or something. It's difficult for you to say that communications was solely responsible for X, but you can certainly say that your activities contributed towards it. I'll be interested to see when that question comes up for me. Hopefully between the review and the 
engagement survey results in six months time we can show some improvements we've touched on a couple of the answers already about stakeholders and and, and getting them involved and senior leaders and we know as well the, the importance of leadership communication particularly in the world that we're now living in so how engaged have you found senior leaders in internal comms speaking about where i am now everyone has been really engaged um this is the first time that they've had somebody specifically for internal comms and employee engagement. So there are a lot of eyes on the role and what it's going to bring, especially after last year, you know, comms and engagement being sort of buzzwords and everyone realising finally how important it is. You know, it's one thing to be engaged talking to me and discussing what we could do in future and what needs to happen. It's another thing when actually it comes time for them to actually do it. We're not necessarily there yet. But from what I've seen, I think their engagement will follow through they have all the best intentions everyone seems to be glad to have somebody on board that they can bounce ideas off of or look to for you know they want someone to tell them what to do basically like i've got all these ideas but i don't know is this right is this wrong also somebody just to encourage them and to help them feel supported because communications is a tricky one it's something that we're doing all the time but some of them aren't very confident in it. And so just having somebody there as that sounding board and support for me in my role, it helps me to then position myself alongside them to be business partnering and supportive, not here to judge or suggest that, you know, you're not very good, you need some training. It's more about a partnership. They can very easily forget that there is such value in being visible and vocal without there being a specific a business message to deliver let's say it can be you know more conversational building that trust building the relationship through the year so that when you do stand up and have something to say whether it's good bad or otherwise they've got that relationship they've got that trust but yeah certainly the engagement is there but let's see how engaged they are when I try and put them on a podium or stick a microphone in front of them <laughs> well Nicola we've talked about return on investment we've talked about leaders let's touch upon another perennial question for internal communicators which is where is the best home for an internal communication function in your experience is it HR is it marketing or is it somewhere entirely different my experience has been all of my roles have actually reported into HR before I was first going into internal communications, I actually did a, a sort of poll on LinkedIn to ask the question because I think it depends on the organisation that you're in or that you're joining um, and what their main focus is. Mine have been within the HR sort of people space because those HRDs are the ones that really understand the value of the role and they're the main champions of it. Should it be in HR going forward? Possibly not. I would actually like to see the role or the function sit more strategically um, and I think actually if it's in the HR function it can be quite easy to fall into the trap of just being an HR mouthpiece whereas actually we need to be focusing on business news strategy updates product news and a broader reach not just oh it's time for appraisals and bonuses have you done currently I think HR is where I'm seeing it sat more often but I think it should sit more operationally or strategic in future and actually to mention another podcast Katie McCauley spoke to Roger Dupree on her podcast and they talked about having a blended team and I really liked that idea you know somebody in marketing somebody in internal comms or external comms as well and HR maybe we at some point will form new teams and actually work together because so much of what we does crosses over I don't know maybe there are some people that are already working like that if it's working in other organizations it would be great to hear from them 
And that's a really good call out, actually. And anybody listening to the podcast, if you want to get in touch with us at IOIC to share that, then we, you know, could link you in with Nicola as well. And and I do agree. I think the future hopefully is around collaboration. And actually, we have that opportunity now. So I think that's a really great place to be. And you've talked a lot about being a strategic function and actually sitting there with that goals and those values and you know promoting ourselves professionally is that and obviously you've just joined the IOIC board as well so we're thrilled to have you there so what do you think we should say to someone starting their career in IC now how do we get people into it and make this become a really strategic function within organizations so I actually thought about my answer before listening to your other podcasts one thing that we now all all seem to have in common is that our answer for this is quite similar in that I don't know of another role that has such a breadth of scope and such a reach, be that up, down, sideways, you're talking about all levels across the hierarchies, all geographies and locations, all different teams, you've really got a chance to get involved and be privy to information that you wouldn't have been otherwise it's not to be taken lightly. There comes responsibility with that as well. There'll be times that you are privy to information that is, you know, difficult and bears weight and that you can't share, but that's, you know, the responsibility of the role that you've taken on. So I think um, it's also hugely rewarding. It can sound cheesy, but you are actually um, having an effect, a positive effect on, on people. If you can do something to help someone's experience be richer and more rewarding and more comfortable, then that's brilliant. And then actually, Jen, what you said about pushing it as a an independent, you know, well-respected standalone profession rather than just being something that someone's fallen into. I mean, that is my path. Internal comms wasn't a thing that didn't exist when I was thinking about uni or what to study. It wasn't defined as a career path, whereas now it is. So I think the fact that we've got these qualifications and ways of being chartered and formally recognised helps push that sort of recognition and formality. I think definitely people should come to it because it's rewarding that they get to uh, lift the bonnet, so to speak, and have a real look at what's going on. (laughs) I love that, Nicola. (laughs) And I think that is right. It is a rewarding place. And I think it's a lovely description to hear that. And we've been through a lot as you know, the world and work and business, but for internal comms, there's a lot going on and there's a lot to do and there's a lot to feel rewarded by. And um, hopefully having you on the board as well, we can help really drive that narrative to show the career progression and uh, make people feel that sense of reward. As you say, once you lift that carb on it, that nosiness, it never leaves you, that curiosity. No, no. <laughs> exactly, absolutely. Nicola, thank you so much for your time on the podcast today. And um, hopefully there's some really interesting insights as well for other people to hear who are currently trying to start up their IC function. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much to Nicola McLaughlin, who in talking about setting up a brand new IC function has accidentally given us nearly everything you need to know about internal comms in 15 minutes. If you'd like to contact the IOIC about any of the issues raised in this episode, or you'd like to suggest topics for future episodes, please email Jen. Her email is jennifer at ioic.org.uk. Thanks for listening.